Hey guys, it's Shamaki from Aspire here. And before the episode starts, I wanted to apologize for the audio quality. We recorded this one remotely, and other than that, it was a really good episode. So we hope you guys enjoy. Nobody knows what you are. I was concerned about going out into the world and doing something bigger than myself until someone smarter than myself made me realize there is nothing bigger than myself. If you don't believe, nobody else is going to believe. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Welcome back to the Baby Trails podcast by Inspire. I'm your host, Mohammed, joined by my co hosts, Kamal, Mas, and Sharks. Mm-hmm. We are sitting in the building at the moment because he probably didn't read the book. I'm going to put him on the spot here. I don't give a damn. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. We don't care yeah. no more, bro. Well, yeah. Today, uh, we'll just get briefly into it. We're in the, I think we're reaching the, the end of the, the lockdown right now, probably in the next couple of weeks or whatever. So, um, we're going to see it again soon. Yeah, probably. Uh, the way things are going, but we're not going to talk about that too much today. We're just going <laughs> to briefly um, get into the Dave Chappelle special, 846. And then we're going to get into the book that Kamal suggested this week, or this episode anyway, The Shrinking Man by Richard Matheson. Um, we'll talk about a little bit about that later. It's a very interesting book, 200 pages, which we always love. So give, give Kamal okay. a round of applause there, everyone, for suggesting that. <laughs> come, on, come on, guys. Well, that's uh, that's sweet, baby. Yeah. We clap for it, we'll take that. <laughs> I did it half-heartedly. We'll be talking about that book uh, a little bit later on. It's a very interesting book. Uh, it's by the same author that wrote I Am Legend. Everyone knows that the I Am Legend film with Will Smith. And there's a book uh, revolving around that. And there was also a, a play, I think. And yeah, he, he wrote a couple of other bangers and uh, this was one of them. Um, mm. So yeah. And even we'll better, in my opinion, but... I yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit later, unless you want to add a bit more into that come out. Otherwise, I'll... Oh, no, it. no. Let's let's get on with the, uh, the Dave Chappelle and the uh, whole okay. political cool. climate right now. Cool. So, yeah, um, 8.46, Dave Chappelle, the special, came out on Netflix a few days ago, or last week, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, obviously it's written around the fact that Dave Chappelle is one of the celebrities that didn't really come out and condemn all the these brutality and stuff that's been going on in the last uh, couple of weeks with the, the death of George, the death of George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's kind of like talking about why why should he come and talk about it when he's been talking about that kind of stuff for his whole, basically his whole career. Um, obviously mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle being one of the most uh, well-known comedians out there, for me, he's, he's the goat easily. I don't think there's anyone that has a, a catalog as, like, like he has, like, the variety of things that he's done. I think mm. in, in, in films, I don't think he's too good of an actor, but um, everything else, uh, I've always been really impressed with. I don't know yeah. what you guys think about Dave Chappelle, but yeah, go ahead and speak if you want. No, I, I love the guy personally. Um, yeah. I haven't seen him in too many films, can't lie. And mm. not really too big a fan of the, those long-form skits, but his uh, comedy special, or comedy specials, yeah. like I'm a big, big fan of that. Me, yeah. Masood, yes, and I know we all love um, Dave Chappelle, and I really enjoyed even though this wasn't too much of a comedy special uh, that, mm. that was focusing on the comedic part, as he says yeah. in it, uh, I'm always down for hearing what Dave Chappelle has to say because he's usually a very insightful man and yeah. uh, I like listening to him. And obviously, yeah. uh, it's good it's, it's good hearing from, like, you know, not, I don't want to say representatives, but like our black representatives in the, you know, celebrity community <clears throat> speaking up for, like us because obviously we're all black we're all going to do the same stuff even if we're mm-hmm. from the uk they're from the us like 
if yeah. we go there, we're going to face the same stigma. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's nice to hear. I hear the same thing as well. Mm. There's a Fact. lot more. I think there's a lot more aggressive and violent. Been dealing with a lot more violent stuff. Yeah, mm. the things I see over there is just nuts. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear about a lot of things here. Uh, even my personal experience with the police, I, don't, I haven't really had a great time. Yeah, <laughs> but, these guys, they have like most of the officers as well. They just got guns on them all the time. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I was watching this like one video where there was this guy that was taking pictures on like uh, a parking lot, which is free. Yeah. And then he had like he was filming. It was the, like a DSLR camera. That, yeah, and then there was like just that one guy that was just posted like chilling with his like hand on his holster, like just ready. And I was oh, just like, yeah, and I was just like, Rah, like this guy here could just use anything as an excuse if he wasn't filming to just to just shoot, shoot the guy. Yeah, and that's the yes. that's the maddest part of it. Like, I don't in the UK, like you don't really see police officers walking around with like guns and stuff like that. Maybe <sighs> if that was the case, who knows if it would be? If that was the case, we'd be pissed. As yeah. black men, I can't lie to who you. Who knows if we'd it would be, be just as hostile here? Like even even here, like just hearing the amount of times I hear about people, like black black guys being judged by tracksuits or do rags or whatever, all the time. But like people always think where some heinous criminals get ready to do something mad. Madness is, yeah. So if people in authority then have firearms to like act on those like minor impulses, I would not be, yeah. I would not be comfortable, bro. Because yeah, even the yeah. way people just speak about us already is, is uncomfortable. Yeah. You ever go into a shop and uh, feel proper guilty when you don't buy anything? You just walk out and you just feel like everyone's watching you. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if like why people feel that way. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you think they feel the same way? Because I, I doubt it. No, in in what yeah. sense with the police? Do you feel like white people will feel that kind of guilt, and when they walk into a shop and walk out like they haven't bought anything, but they're, nah, they're, they're nah. probably not being watched as like like we are. Nah, as soon nah, as I walk nah. into a shop, there's a security guard. I feel like there's eyes on me already throughout the whole shop. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they do. To be fair, I don't think um, it's something that really crosses their mind because mm. it's just I don't know. I think it's kind of like that foundation of they've like their parent watching their parents not going through anything their grandparents are going through anything it's kind of like let's say if we were in somalia mm. and you wouldn't really feel that kind of judgment because you kind of feel like everyone else is like or the majority of the people are like the same or whatnot yeah. whereas like for us it's always that 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 weird sense of like not belonging as well mm. as like we kind of feel like you do at certain times so it's a weird kind of thing like even if you're not, let's say, on the roads, you're just already, like, pinpointed as, like, oh, these guys could be stealing, they could be doing this, they could be doing mm. that. Mm. Which is, like, for anyone, it just it just puts you in a weird, weird position. Like, I remember I was in Tesco, and then, like, I was with my old brother, and then there was this one security guard that was just, like, following us. Um, like at every hour we went we'd look down and he'd be at the bottom of it it was like some it was like one of those like comedy shows but I couldn't believe it hurry from back like we like, like walk uh, past and I would like do a U-turn and then we see him making the U-turn as well like what is this, <laughs> what is this guy doing when and, you're um, when you're black it's like there's an implicit distrust in you from other people from the and the worst thing is as well, it's like, it's not just amongst white people, it's also amongst immigrants as well. Like, 
like the Asian community as well, they're also like just off the bat, just like they'll love you if you're white, if you're black, it's like ah, you know, you know everywhere in the world, nobody likes us, nobody likes us, and I think, yeah, this is just a, a, a crazy claim by me, but I feel like the whole like culture which America put forward about black people because. I personally feel like, yeah, if America, like, I'll sort of get into it, but I just wanted to say that I feel like with America, (laughs) oh yeah, true, true, true. No, okay, so I mean, it's like the the culture and the references that they give of, like, black people, whether in movies or in hip-hop or, like, all of the stuff which are predominantly focused on black people, it isn't necessarily always been, like, sort of the best image. Mm. Um, And then that, because Hollywood like dominates sort of the world in terms of like entertainment when people watch that in like places that don't have black people they're just like oh these are this is what this is about these are like what these people are about it's like it's like with like the whole world kind of operates on the lighter you are the better you are like bro if you google beautiful woman or a beautiful man yeah don't ask me why why I googled that. But if you Google that, yeah, <laughs> um, you're trying to find yourself, right huh? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just like someone I'm someone that right now. And, and I did yeah, so Google it. It's just a bunch of white people, bro. At least you, bro, bro, uh, hey, 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 you know what? You know what? There's one black guy in like thirty white people. <laughs> yeah, like you, you'll see some minorities here here and there, but overall, the world operates on the lighter you are, the better you are. Yeah, and true. you are the darkest you can get. And that's the thing. Even like within or like own countries you know it it like th- that that same principle applies because what's that i went i remember when i went to um um a country in the middle east and yeah i saw like a po- a poster for like a lightning a lightning cream in it uh, and bro. that shocked me well that that spun me in because i was like people are like advertising this on the east yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. People adver- countries no it's not our countries but j- j- no, but it's in Africa as well, bro. There's bad countries in Africa that do that as well. I'm just... Yeah, but like, yeah. Africa, man, big them man are not us, man. No, I'm not saying that's man. Oh, now I look like one of them Somalis that think they're Arab. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying... I'm just giving, like, an example of, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw no, that. I hear you, I hear you. No, you're trying yeah, to get me back. That's yeah. across cultures. Yeah, before we uh, go any further, uh, I just want to go back to the show, the, what we're going to talk about, because we're running on time. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, the spell, the Dave Chappelle... Um, Special eight forty six. It, it was basically him, you know, doing a monologue on on all these issues, and basically him ranting. And you can see it from his everything he says. He's, he's fully coming out. He's fully speaking from an emotional standpoint. And he's yeah, referencing that's the things most like raw I've seen him. Yeah, he's referencing things like eight forty six being. I don't remember what it was. The time someone got shot by the police or something, but no, it was uh, no, no, how no. long the guy, the police officer, had. Yeah, eight yeah. minutes forty six seconds. Forty six seconds. On his neck. And that's, yeah, he said that that's the day, that's the hour he was born when he was like he's on his bus or something. He was yeah. making a few other similar references mm. as well. And yeah, he's just, he's just, it's like he, he said, all right, I'm, I've had enough of these uh, media talking about my name, like talking about how I'm, I'm not coming out in support and stuff when I've been doing this for years. So yeah. he just basically says, right, I'm doing a show and I'm going to be talking about it and they, they, they better shut up after this, basically. That's what I mm. got the impression yeah. from. Um, like I'm, uh, I'm using this uh, Dave Chappelle intro to just talk about the, the wider things that he's talking about. So I don't really think we're running out of time because I think we're, we're, we're covering it all really. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah like you could he he said it in in the thing where he's like oh yeah the guy was mentioning celebrities that weren't talking he was like yeah i dared him to mention me like if you go through like Chappelle's history and whatnot he talks about a lot like in in this one he talks about like wall street which i knew about beforehand but uh beforehand he talks on uh, john john crawford the third uh obviously philando castile which i don't know if you might remember that one that one was wild uh do you remember that name guys yeah, yeah. was that the guy was on the corner of setting something no no he was uh he was in a, he was in a car with his uh yeah. i think it was his girlfriend or his, his wife, wife. i can't remember you mean philando castile yeah like I, yeah, is that how you say his name uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Oh, my bad philando yeah um and his daughter's in the back seat yeah. and th- these two white cops they come in and philando's like got a like he's he's got a legal firearm like he's allowed to carry it and the cops yeah. like he he's like yeah I'm legally obligated to mention it to you. Uh, I've got a firearm. It's cool. The cops like yeah yeah don't worry about that. Just don't pull it out. And then he's asking for his registration. He reaches for his registration. The cop goes wild. He's like don't pull out the gun. Don't pull out the gun. Just shoots him straight up. Mm. Even um, his partner's like on the other side of the car and he backs up. He's like yo he can't believe it. And mm. the woman, uh, his girlfriend, like she's in the passenger seat and she's. Like she remains so calm, like she's recording it all, and mm. like after after everything happened, like she breaks down. Her daughter's like, "Mom's gonna be okay." Blah, blah. Like, bro, it's like, heartbreaking. Like, there's yeah. absolutely no basis for that to have happened. Mm. Yeah, it's but crazy. That's the world yeah. we live in, bro. When you're black, for real. He gives a few more other similar accounts to that. He's basically given blue by blue descriptions of pretty much all of those different well at least three or four cases like that and mm-hmm. it's, it's mad like the child that was carrying that was playing with the toy gun in the park or whatever um like, do you mean the because that was Tamir yeah, Rice but do you mean the the guy that was that had the toy gun in the shop because I think yeah. that was John Crawford the third I think mm, was it the 15th I was talking about Tamir Rice Okay, yeah, Tamir Rice was uh, a couple of years back, the, the kid with the toy gun uh, in the park. Mm. Yeah. That, that, bro, 12 years old, carrying an airsoft gun, and they shoot him because of that. Mm. In what world, bro? And I also think the good thing about Dave Chappelle is that he's not <laughs> like an ignorant guy. He's actually very smart and like well sort of educated. And like when he speaks it's not just like someone that's just coming from just the full-on emotional standpoint like he, he's actually like got facts and like he knows like he knows what he's talking about and there was this um one it's the first thing. time i've seen him with a notebook on stage <laughs> yeah yeah no no i was checking it out and he was just like looking through his notes and stuff and i was like yeah he's taking this serious mm. um oh if you if you look through his family history like they're very like, yeah his, i was gonna even in... say that his granddad his Great grandfather was was a slave. Bro, I mean, um, like his mom and his dad. Like his mom is a huge. Um, I can't even think of the word. Activist. Yeah, she's a huge activist. Bro, I mean, huge. Like his parents are so well educated. If you watch yeah. his uh, in the actor studio, I think it's called on YouTube, you learn a lot about his family. Like he comes. And as well, very... that that Netflix thing where he gets that award, it talks about his mom, and he's like. Basically just yeah, saying, I think I know what you're talking about. Like hella, like smart, and like that's where he got a lot of like his knowledge from. Mm-hmm. But and I, that's why I personally like, like for example, when it's someone like him that's speaking on it, compared to like let's say like another comedian, it's a, 
it makes like it makes i don't know better like because it's like okay like this is someone that will come actually like speaking because everyone can just come on like an emotional standpoint but like to actually speak as like eloquently as he can Mm. and to like get those kind of messages across like there's only a few people that can actually do that well and he then he's one of them Mm. and i think he done that very well and he made sure that like He's using a big platform like Netflix to to promote all those values and stories that he's telling, talking about, and he says it in such a way that everyone is accessible to everyone. He's not really excluding yeah. everyone. I, th- I don't even think it's on Netflix. I think it's uh, being streamed on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's by Netflix. Yeah, 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 it's by Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I haven't seen any advertisement from the actual Netflix app or anything like that. So it's be enough. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah, is there anything? I, don't know. I think it's because it's like ten minutes or something that they wouldn't. Put it on. No, it was like a thirty-minute show. Yeah, so it's full on thirty. Yeah. thirty minutes. It flies yeah. by, so I can understand why you think it's. Yeah, I thought uh, it was short minutes. But mm. Nah, bro, it's full on like twenty-eight minutes, I think. Okay, Jeez. yeah, twenty-eight minutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, is there anything uh, else you guys want to add to it? No, nah, I think that's time. To be honest, yeah, cool. I'll probably go back more at the at the end. You know, speak on it again. Yeah, that's just a little discussion on the Dave Chappelle thing, and uh, this is special eight forty six, and also I mean more than more than Chappelle thing. That was pretty much the whole yeah, yeah. climate right now. Yeah, which is crazy, and especially in the time where where there's a huge pandemic that's broken out, and everyone's in these kind of um, mm. situations, and then there's still all these everyone uh, protesting and uh, quote riots and stuff happening. So yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah, it's a crazy time to live in. That's happening for like uh, Shukri Abdi as well. Yeah, that's another that's another cool case. Where yeah. it's, it's like a huge. That one huge, was mad, uh, That's the uh, the Manchester case, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Manchester, oh, wow. who, who drowned because she was and getting bullied. And... It happened like a year ago, and and like, like if it wasn't for like everything that's happening now, of like the protests and all this, like I, they mm. wouldn't have even looked back into that whole appeal. Yeah, well, people like, I, have been have been so good in like getting things like either back in the open or in the open. Like, there's yeah. all like people are coming out every day on Twitter and what oh, new cases of people, and it's like it's crazy. Like, I think this is the first time like where I've actually seen sort of like bro, this, for real make a proper like change. change. Like the Brianna Taylor case, like the officers that were involved in that are like actually being put on trial now because mm. they were just like suspended. But like a lot of stuff is like actually happened, which is which is crazy. Bro, like, so much stuff. Like with the like, uh, Shukri Abdi case, um, yeah. like there's there was a email format going around of like emailing RMPs and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, like I sent an email to RMP and yeah. um, the area where she's from, um, and it's like uh, I've never seen anything like that before, where all the tools are. Are there like everybody's like doing their best to to really change things yeah i guess it's a good time to live in yeah i guess it's a good time to live in as well because there's more and more i think ethnic minorities working in these high um roles that are predominantly uh well dominated by white people and then yeah there's a technology as well everyone's getting into the technology space i see a lot of people like developing things that like could really benefit the like community in different ways yeah and then i think that's a big factor in that that that's kind of revolving around with this as well. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's it from for now. Um, yeah. We should move on. 
Yeah, so uh, that's it there. We're going to be talking about The Shrinking Man by um, Richard Matheson. And yeah. yeah, I think it was released in the 1950s, right? Yeah, I'm I think 1952 or something. Jesus, that's yeah. with the fact check. Yeah. yeah, 1956, did you see? Yeah. Yeah, you, you got that. That's yeah, like 52. So... That would even be two years before his debut novel, Flip, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 but she was a fan, man. Well, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah we actually too covered too uh, mm, we covered uh, his other book I Am Legend uh, in the last couple of episodes of the Inspirees podcast so that's still out there you yeah. can go ahead and, and listen to that and our thoughts on that not mine because I managed to miss an episode of the <laughs> episode book I suggested about, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's calm it is what it is it is what it is. That's the bottom, man. But um, yeah, so it's a 200 page book and it's about a character called Scott Carey uh, or Scott Carey, whatever you want to say. Should I get it. the synopsis? Yeah, I got it up, don't worry. Unless you want to talk about it, read it yourself. So we don't need you. We don't need you anymore. No, no, no. You take that. You take that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's a character called Scott Carey. I don't know if he's middle aged. I don't, I don't remember that description, but I know he's obviously he's, he's, the big thing that rules around. His story is he's six foot two, <laughs> and yes, uh, yeah. he's shrinking fast. <laughs> Hell so, fast. Yeah, yeah. Was it one seventh of an inch every week or every day? Yeah, some, every yeah. day. I think. Yeah. Every, week. every day. Every week, one inch or something. Yeah, that's why something, it goes something, by something. seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's one seventh. Scott Carey, yeah, he's been exposed to some kind of substance that causes him to shrink gradually and consistently. Uh, we don't know if it's. Uh, Consistently until like like infinity or there's a, a stopping point. We never we never find out. But it starts with him having one week of shrinking left before he's no more. He's trapped in a cellar, living out his last days, struggling to survive while burdened with the constant fear of a black widow spider eager to devour him. So, and let me tell you, that black that widow spider. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord! God, those descriptions of it. <laughs> We're hearing descriptions from all angles. <laughs> like oh, like. Honestly, probably one of the scariest uh, creatures or obstacles that I've experienced in fiction. Not to say like I was reading this book with half my eyes closed, but just like, you know, that dread in your in your heart, like when something like it's just ah. Yeah, yeah. you described that stuff well. I think it was even off the bat. Yeah. He was talking about. Yeah, I think the first description in the or the first thing you read in the book is the uh, spider. Yo, I was like, what the hell? Because in my head, I was like, how do you even get away from such a relentless, like, non-tiring thing? (laughs) Okay, so it's chapter two, which chapter one is not even a page, but chapter two starts with the the spider rushed at him across the shadowed sand, scrabbling wildly on its stalk-like legs. Its body was a giant glossy egg that trembled blackly as it charged across the windless mounds, its wake a score of sand-trickling scratches. This is the description of a spider chasing a, a, a man that's shrunk. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> at this mad. point in time, Scott Carey is uh, he's like what an inch tall. He's pretty, he's pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty sure. Basically, the the way it's written, uh, I, I was going to talk about the prose as well. How it's, how we felt about the way it's written, but it, it generally goes b- um, back and forth on his current uh, situation and also how like it kind of gives us background like. I don't know if it's a flashback. If it was in a film, if it would be like a flashback. But in the book, it's just like every other um, half chapter or so. It's like he's he's um, re- accounting for all the things that happened that led him to be where he is now. 
Yeah, uh, it kind of goes, goes like... from different heights. So like you have mm. what chapter two, and then in the middle of chapter two, it'll say like sixty-eight inches, as in that's yeah. the height he was in that flashback, yeah. and then uh, that's how it goes. Yeah, so it kind of it's kind of like given a constant description of how he is now moving forward into the future, and then also how he got there in like a kind of parallel way, and that's a really interesting way of writing something as well in terms of mm. like. 200 page book how you can fit that in like it's that, that's the crazy thing for yeah. me like, yeah. in 200 pages you get to know a lot about scott carey his family his uh who he is as a as a person how it, how he feels about things and uh, you really mm. like it really encapsulates everything about him really mm. right how do you guys feel like about the writing itself do you feel like it was done in such a way that it gave you an accurate description or do you feel like it was a bit vague considering it's 200 pages or rushed or anything how do you feel about that i think What's that first? for me personally um i really like the way that he did it um i think he just has that style where like even in i am legend where he's able mm. to get into like the psyche of someone really well mm. um and get you to like their level as well without because his writing isn't vague enough that you can sort of distance yourself from it. Like somehow he manages to write in a way where you can like actually sort of feel how the person or like what the person is going through. Um, mm. Like some of the topics like, you know, like loneliness and all of that, um, yep. which is similar to like, I am legend where like he really made you feel how it would be like if you were sort of one of the only people left in the world. Um, and the the craziest the craziest thing about this one is that um, I remember I watched time ago that movie uh, Honey like I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I from there like I low key wanted to just feel like oh I wonder what it's like to be small and stuff like that. You wanted to feel really? that way after you read this book how life would be but then i read this book and i was like oh okay this is, oh, okay. This is traumatizing like very traumatizing like off the bat what? with the spider i was like nah never in my life would because i personally like for the life of me like uh, even after reading that second chapter i was like how the hell do you get away from the spider because those mm. things they're not like they're running out of stamina anytime soon <laughs> and they, they've got like hella legs that are just like going away like just like slashing and slicing oh, the all the bro. time no yeah. way yeah, see like because even as like full-size humans when we see a spider we're like oh my <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. looking kind of ugly still i think some <laughs> yeah. of the worst parts for me were when it would encounter him and he'd run yeah and he'd get to his safe spot under the box top mm. and yeah. it would be on top like right yeah. on top yeah, of him running away that, oh. Oh, that really bothered me. Yeah, like, he was like, <laughs> I, I forgot which part it was, but he was like, it just kept like attacking the thing, just relentlessly mm. trying to get to him. And I was like, yo. And its crazy. legs would like get under it. Yeah. Obviously, he couldn't get in, but the legs would get under it and he oh, could wow. see it. Oh. Like the dread as described when that happens, you, your Matheson puts you in there. No yeah. question about that. that. And the fact that it's a black widow and not a uh, black widow and not just any old not just any spider, spider. Yeah, exactly. like yeah, yeah. you'll be basically you're filled with the sense of he's gonna get stung at any point. He might escape or something, but he's probably gonna get poisoned by it. And uh, at that size, what yeah. happens to someone who gets poisoned by a black widow? Like, what time? Crazy. He'll probably just get munched. Yeah, quick. Yeah, facts. 
And it's, then, uh, uh, go ahead. I'll go on. No, I was just going to um, quickly talk about the plug story before we get into, get into it. First. I mean, we, me and Matthew we really can talk to... about the pros. Go ahead, then. <laughs> yeah, no, the now. pros, um, <laughs> I think, like like Shark said, um, with I Am Legend, it's very uh, it's very similar and it's it's engaging. Like, that's one of the things, uh, mm. obviously, for books, it's so important with how it reads. Um, yeah if you can lose me when you're too sparse in your prose and like, it's, it's just kind of dead. Like I'm just reading, he went there, they went there, they did this. He felt that way with, mm-hmm. uh, with Matheson's writing. He's like, he's really like putting you in there. Like I said before, and I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed this as well, but, um, like in, I am legend, he, uh, he, he will give you the, he'll give you a scenario, like a hopeful scenario. And then, the next sentence after that scenario is kind of described is just the worst possible outcome. Like, do you remember the, the watch scene in I Am Legend? Yeah, yeah. No. You don't remember that scene, Mas? And I never read the book. What? <laughs> I don't think it's on that scene. I saw you in the episode. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, my bad, my bad. Anyways, there's a scene. Um... <laughs> I just seen a film, bro. Hey, who's oh, okay. in the episode, man? <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> I mean, I knew I wasn't in the episode, so I thought the rest of you were. But um, uh, Sharks and Mo, in the in the watch scene, uh, yeah. he's he's looking at his watch throughout and thinking, oh, it's three o'clock, it's three o'clock, I have time, not knowing his watch is broken, and the reader doesn't either. And then yeah. suddenly he looks at his watch again, and you're thinking, oh, he's just going to check the time. And he notices it's broken. He's like, it's like, oh, it's three o'clock. And then the next line is, my watch is broken. And then like, it, the ball drops for you and him at the same time, just in one, in one sentence. And then here, brain. yeah, and here I think he does the same in a couple instances, not to the same like punchy effect, but you know, mm. with the crackers, yeah, that's the uh, that's jarring, that's jarring, yeah, like he goes up, he goes up to the crackers, he makes his whole journey up the fridge an inch tall, like he goes up a table, he goes up the uh, fridge, and, and he has to prepare that whole a lot, journey, yeah, throughout the whole journey, he's encountering a lot of different obstacles as well, just to get yeah. up there. <laughs> and he makes his way through all of them. And as a reader, you're thinking, okay, we're really getting through this and he's really doing his best to overcome yeah. the obstacles. And he gets to the top. Your, your assumption is, okay, the crackers are going to be there, obviously. He gets to the top and it's like, okay, he's reached the top. And the next line is, they were ruined. Like, it's just like that. Matheson, I think, loves doing that. He just kind of drops it on you in one sentence. Mm. And it's like, you feel all the dread just in one sentence. You're like flipping out. After all that work, these crackers are soaked. Unedible, inedible, like yeah. And then, uh, um, like, and then he gives you some more like hope just after he's like, oh crap, the, the crackers they had a bit of, some of them weren't ruined, and then mm. but but it's like it's so inconsistently like, you, you can't you, you can't predict it. So, yeah, like you never feel comfortable with the, with the victories because you can get a lucky. victory and then Madison will be like, "Yeah, nah, bro, that's not how it works." So, <laughs> like, <laughs> for real, for real. Stupid, I ain't give you the chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's facts. Like Madison, I, I love. He, he really loves his horror. You can tell. Like he's very passionate about not letting you be at ease and keeping yeah. you in fear. Like you're not you're not sure if this guy's gonna make it or not. Like from even when you get close to the ending, like, I was thinking what. How is this going to end? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, there was no clear resolution to, to the shrinking problem and, and how it was either going to be solved or how he was going to die. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there kind of was, but it doesn't reach that conclusion. Like, you know, once he gets to zero, he should be dead. But obviously, that's not yeah. the case. But 
It's not like some journey to find some plot. antidote also. or anything. Yeah, all sorts of spoilers here. But, um, yeah, yeah. About you, as usual, but that's our mo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like we we discussed the whole thing, and I like it's not like the spoiler free review. Like we're we're fully discussing mm-hmm. the whole all the aspects of the book, and it? it's a bit late saying that, mate. True, I'll true, true. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put um, <laughs> um, now in terms of like the writing, just very quickly, I wanted to say, like every every word feels impactful and every word feels like what's the word um every word feels like it's necessary yeah. and it's like the writers sort of meticulously crafted everything so it flows mm. very well like i don't you can tell I don't, by the page count exactly yeah i don't feel like and the thing is like this book like things just happen like quite quickly and like i love the pacing and yeah. um yeah, like no page feels wasted, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Good like stuff. I love the fact that this is nineteen the nineteen fifties, and 1950s. I remember when I first went into I Am Legend, uh, which is the same uh, decade, and I was thinking, eh, is this gonna be like old timey? Like, am I not? Am I not gonna like really mess with it? And mm. I, I, apologies <laughs> if you guys heard that outside my window, my bad. Um, but yeah, like, am I really gonna mess with it? And then you read it. And it kind of feels like timeless. It feels like it doesn't have a date on it. Like if you had told me either of these books, except maybe for a few instances here and there, like some lines, if you had told me they were written maybe five years ago or last year, I would have been like, oh yeah, say not. Like, I wouldn't have Yeah, 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 100%. Mm. And very, very skilled like, writer, this Madison. My favorite yeah. that, I've, that I know of right now, probably. So you yeah. say he's your favorite right now? Yeah. Like two, bo- I've only read two books from him, but those two books for me, are definitely my favorites and for me are very very impactful like mm. uh you know when you know those kind of works that are maybe they're very thought-provoking but they're not entertaining in that excitement level with yeah. i am legend and this one he's got the thought-provoking parts yeah. he's got the excitement he's got the mm. character development he's got everything for me like i'm i'm not one of those guys like i, I really love a good um layer i really love good layers of my story but i also do love that kind of entertaining factor person mm. so when you've got yeah. all that he's got me. Mm. but yeah um you know how you said it was written in the 50s that i remember when i saw that i was very shocked as well mm. um for two reasons one like i don't know these men on sci-fi like that back in the day facts yeah. and also like the themes that this book touches on yeah. um like a lot of those um you know stuff like um you know um masculinity and yeah. and 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 whatnot i feel like i don't know i think it must have been like a very taboo thing back then yeah you yeah, wouldn't but, have expected people to have been talking about that so like from what I don't we think, learned from those times anyways i don't think they were i think maybe just this guy is so ahead of oh, his no, that's time what, that's what i mean like he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah. about these things in his work mm. when mm. nobody would be talking about them yeah about, yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I think that's why he's talking about them. Like, there's a yeah. big emphasis on, on masculinity and what manhood is to Scott Carey. Like, yeah. it's it's okay. his one of his biggest problems in the novel, um, mm. kind of accepting what's happened to him and accepting um, that what he thought was normal isn't really the case. Mm. Well, just to touch on your point about a lot of novels where things are thought-provoking but not as exciting or entertaining 
or that's yeah. thrilling. I think a good example of that for me is uh, a couple of George Orwell's books. So a lot of people recommend like Animal Farm by George Orwell or 1984 yeah. by George Orwell. I read them both and they, they like talk a lot about things that might happen in the future and dystopian society and yeah. stuff like that. But they're, they're not entertaining to me at all. And they're just like a drag to read. But this is yeah, like... Yeah, for me, not, 1984 was the same. Yeah. yeah. They're just a drag to read for me. And, but they, they talk a lot about societal issues and stuff. But this, for me, it does that. And it also talks about uh, masculinity and all these other things roving around masculinity at that mm. time when, when things where everything was hyper, hyper, like hyper-masculinity. Uh, uh, women were mainly housewives and men were mm. doing everything, basically. And compared to like to now, imagine that was now like because most uh, like everything now is about uh, well like the feminist movement now the, the modern feminist movement is is talking about giving rights to women and a lot of men for some reason or other don't feel as uh, strongly inclined to masculinity as, as they used to anyway and it's interesting that 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 was that striking. Um, when it was published in 1950, in the 1950s, like you said, rather than like now. I think it was, yeah. if it was published now, I think it would be nuts as well. well obviously, we yeah, read no, it like, now, so we feel that. I feel, like I said, I feel like it's timeless. I feel like timeless. everybody will relate, will relate to this, um, whatever gender. And mm. obviously, I've, I've said before, I, actually, I don't know if I said it to you guys, but personally, I feel like for men, this book will, will hit particularly yeah. hard. Like it will resonate a bit harder just because obviously it focuses on um, masculinity. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pride. So, Pride and things that yeah. where, where some things that like you just start overthinking about things, but it's probably not happening. It's probably all in your head. Like a lot of things that we'll probably yeah. talk about in the plot. Um, like Scott's main problems are that uh, masculine, that, that, that kind of view that uh, society he's has on masculinity. Man, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, no, he's got, he's got his wife. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so his his issues are like that kind of societal view of masculinity. How? Someone's living in Looney Tunes land. Anyways, anyways, try and go with that. But yeah, that kind of view of masculinity that's obviously he's lived with, and he, that's been attributed Sorry. to him. He can't really uh, reconcile the realities of his situation with how society is developed. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a human. Uh, concept, yo, what the hell? <laughs> I must, I know that's you. You're, you're that's definitely bad. Smart TV, sorry, <laughs> just gonna stop. <laughs> that's the sound effects I was hearing when Scott Gary was drinking. <laughs> Thanks. Well, um, yeah, oh, let's see, dude. let's see if I can finish this point off. Uh, to be honest, I actually think I lost my trailer. So. <laughs> <laughs> you about masculinity and how, how, how his family and whatnot. Oh yeah, he can't, he can't, <laughs> he can't reconcile like the realities of his situation with that he flipping hey. out, that human uh, uh, concept. Or, what, what do they call it? Human construct. Yeah, that yeah, human construct of what yeah. being a man is. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think as yeah. well, like even for me, um, like some of the stuff the way he would talk about, it, like uh, when he's obviously with his like wife and whatnot, and she's like trying to be like hella supportive to him, but he's just like throwing everything away. Um, 
in my head, I was kind of like, why is this guy being so jarring? And then I tried to like sort of look more into understanding why he was sort of moving like that. And it mm. sort of made sense in a way that like, if, like, I don't know how I would feel if I was in that position where like, um, because there's that whole bit of when he's talking about his daughter that like every time that he got smaller, her like respect for him got like less and less and like his authority like his uh, authority and all of that like got less and less as well so like the power that like sort of he had as a man just kept decreasing with like every day but yet and bear in mind just to just to uh add not add to your point but uh, provide some more context his Mm. daughter is like i think she's even under 10 so it's not like she's being portrayed in a negative light where she knows what's happening and just chooses yeah. to disrespect her father. She's just a child who, who doesn't understand the situation. So yeah. this is just how things are developing. Like Matheson never is like, oh, yeah, look at this child being disobedient. Like this is just an unfortunate consequence of her being so young, dealing with such a bizarre situation. Yeah. And it's like, crazy. Because, good. No, like I was just going to say to finish it off. And like, so mm. being in that position where like you've once had that sort of power, um, and authority and like sort of respect both yeah. with like your child and like sort of like with your wife like being in that position and then watching it all like slowly the whole go world away. really bro yeah like and then just watching it slowly go away without your control over it is like a crazy crazy mm. concept to me like it's like it's your mad. understanding of your place in the world yeah and your privilege and your power and your authority and then Slowly having to like painfully being stripped that. away from you, bro. And then having to accept that, like, oh, this is like sort of what it is. It's like if, let's say, we all just started turning like blind, and then everything that we took for granted, everything that we valued, slowly being taken from us, and then not wanting to accept that there would be a point that you could never see again, is mm-hmm. like a weird, scary, like sort of place to be. Because without it, because you really have no choice, you have to sort of accept it by force. Yeah, but the whole like, point of actually having to accept it is like what I found the craziest part in the book, like seeing how he would, like how he would deal with it throughout. It's funny because he's 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 tr- at some points you feel like he's accepting it, but then at some points you feel like he's despairing as well. It's like yeah. He's still a human being at the end of the day. He's gonna be feeling. He's not gonna be feeling the same emotion every time. Mm. Like, every like, I don't then, feel like. Uh, go on. I was gonna say every now and then you, you you like you're like yes come on Scott get get that get that bread in it like literally get that bread in it like when he's going for the <laughs> journeys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> when he's going like, huh? Yeah, come on, man. I got them. Some, some dick, <laughs> that man. Come on, man. A nice little caveat there, but um. There's a like time where he like Kamal mentioned earlier about the crackers. There's also another journey where he goes to get some bread from a higher place, and then but he's like really determined to get it this time because the bread's like in the territory of the spider, and he's like yes, like, yeah. he's he's been serious now, isn't it? And then but then <laughs> after that he's he, he's he's like feeling a bit down again, and you're you're moving up and down with the character as well isn't it? In, in terms of your emotion. So it's, it's it's a crazy way of writing things, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, if we want to talk about the plot of the story a bit more, I'll let Kamal go ahead with that, the structure of the story. Anything else you want to comment on there? Uh, I mean, we we talked about the structure with the whole, um, where we, we've we got the like chapter two, where we're at his current size, trapped in a cellar 
with a spider. Um, and then it's interspersed with the flashbacks of him at different heights, different shrinking heights. So we kind of talked on the structure already. Uh, in terms of the plot, it was, you, you really get an insight into Carrie's life and how he, how him and his family were dealing with the, the situation, like his wife, Louise, and his child, Beth, um, and how their, everything about their world changed um, because of the shrinking. Like, I want to talk about some of the most pivotal moments um, and parts of the book. So maybe the first thing I want to touch on is um, the, what did, what did you guys think of the whole, uh, when he was going to the, to the, what you call it, the science place, like the center, center. The medical center. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I just took a bit more on the actual plot, in terms of the fact that for me, like the biggest thing is us like fully grown, the way we feel when we see someone like bigger than us, stronger than us, faster than us, smarter than us, funnier than us, how you feel like that now. And then imagine that, but magnified to thousands of levels and you're like mm. continuing to grow. That's the crazy yeah. thing for me. And, and the fact that he's trying to deal with that emotionally, and um, but also like with the dynamics of his family and also the dynamics of his job. And also him trying to get like, like cured, but not really seeing any progress. Like, that's, that's the crazy thing to me. Uh, he, and he never deals with it well, ever. <laughs> would, you, would you say he never, do you, do you think he would deal with it better? Not to say I deal with it better, but uh, all I, like I'm just saying, uh, speaking on Scott Carey, he never ever deals with it well. Um, yeah. Like me, when we talked about this privately, um, we we all said he was he was bugging when it came to dealing with his wife Louise. Like she was yeah. there every step of the way. She was trying to be as understanding and as best a support as possible for him. But because of his his dwindling pride, like his hurt ego, he interpreted everything from her as like begrudgingly do it. Like he was in he was seeing himself in her eyes as like a burden, like a weakness. Like every man's worst fear in it. Mm, in terms of being like, in a relationship. Mm, like he was he was seeing himself as greater than her, I think, um, as a lot of men would in that time. And with his dwindling height, uh, which probably wouldn't even have been a problem if he didn't get any shorter than her, but his dwindling height um, just hurt him more and more. Like that one scene, I don't know if you guys remember it, is, is early on. And at one point, Louise calls him darling. And there's like, there's a, you, you don't really read into it at all, but he turns to her and he's like, takes a little, uh, takes a little strain in to call me darling now, doesn't it? Like she doesn't, there's no tone in her voice. Like there's nothing there, but nothing. he's so hurt by his situation, yeah, no, no, his no. perception of it. He just goes at her. Bro, like he's so bitter. Yeah. It's because he felt small. Yeah, no, of course. Like literally. But that, I, I think the, the book really gets into that theme really well. That whole idea of what normal is and uh, how you deal with it. Like when you, you know, when you get to the end or near the end and he, uh, Fine. I don't know the correct term for people with this condition, but what, is it little people? I mean, some people say vertically challenged, but let's just forget the vertically correct term. Listen, I've heard that before. He meets the the little the little person that uh, she's a woman. I can't remember her name, and uh, he's talking to her, and she's and he's like. It's the first time he's seen someone like of his height, of his age. Yeah. 
and they're speaking and they've got this instant connection. She hasn't seen someone in a while. Like she's met them before, but in a while she hasn't seen these people. And she asks, she says, I think, like, I don't know why I feel so connected to you. And he says, it's because we share the pity of our lives. And she's like, pity? Like his yeah. perception of the whole situation is such a negative, like, and very understandably. Yeah. But he, he can't, yeah. But he's so bitter about everything. Like he considers, he doesn't even consider her normal. He considers her an anomaly. To her, it's yeah. something she's, like she, she says to him, like, I've never considered it a pity. This is how it is. But for him, this is, is such an awful part of his life, which he learns isn't the case at the end of the novel. A bit weirdly, like it kind of, like in terms of his character, I thought it was a bit weird when he shrinks to what he thinks is nothing, but he just keeps getting smaller. And he just kind of yeah. like, oh, like this is my new life. Like I didn't think he would, he would mentally reach Shut that up. point. Yeah, or in yeah. terms of engaging with the themes, I think it was a, it was a very good way to to settle that theme of of uh, being normal in terms of he finally learned that okay this is this is like a normal situation like this is a whole new life I'm living. Yeah. So were you guys happy with the story overall and like the way it started, fit, like the way it was going throughout the whole thing? Do you think it was slow paced, fast paced? How did you find no, I was, the ending? I, I was very happy with the story because. Um, the, one of the first thing we see of his uh, of his miniature life is him running from the spider, and mm-hmm. it kind of builds up to this confrontation with the spider, yeah. which I think personally for me is one of the most memorable moments I've experienced in media, like in in a couple of years. Like when he, uh, so the spider kind of resides on this cliff, um, where his the last bastion of food resides. Like after he after scary scary Carrie gets the crackers on top of the fridge. He knows his last resource of food is on a cliff and uh, he never has the courage to go up there. But at the end he does because he knows he's going to starve and he can't find spider anywhere. And he's like, okay, I might just leave. But he just, he sits down in disbelief on uh, what's described as like these, like this desert, but obviously isn't a desert because of the size. Um, he puts his weapon on his lap and just kind of sits there bewildered. Like I'm going to go kill this spider after all the fear you see throughout the book, like he can't even look at it. And he's just sitting there like, okay, I'm going to wait here for this spider and I'm going to kill it. And he, he goes off to find it. Huh? He sets a trap and everything. Yeah, he sets a trap and everything. He goes off to find it. He, he, he catches its attention purposefully, leads it into the trap, it escapes and he kills it. Like, that would be the craziest thing for me. <laughs> Bro, when you're that size and a spider chasing you. <laughs> Bro, like, could, oh, do you man. think you'd have the courage to fight that spider? No, no, and like leading it to the hole, and then like when he realizes he went too wide, like he didn't like go into the direction oh, of the hole. And such to... a scene, bro. Matheson, yeah. and in terms of uh, this, is what I'm talking about. In terms of action, he's so good, bro. Like, mm. it doesn't matter how old this novel is. Like, this guy will put you in the action, bro. Mm. Agreed. Uh, uh, I think I really I wasn't. Think... Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say me personally, like I, I really enjoyed the pace of like the novel. Um the only thing that I didn't really like was sort of the ending. Um yeah, people had issues with that. Him like I would have just been good with it, like with him sort of just being like, Okay, cool, I'm going into nothing now and then just ending it there. But then like this whole thing of like, oh like oh there's no more more ever ever. And then him running off into like a new adventure, it was just like what? Yeah, it was the hell too, it was I mean, too 
it's too friendly and like CBB's kind of style to me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, oh, this book is too depressing. Let me let me lighten up a bit. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Like, <clears throat> like what I said uh, before on, on engaging with the themes, I think, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what the word, like, I think thematically it's a very good ending. But in terms of practically, I don't know, like practically I think it's a bit disappointing in terms of it doesn't feel like there's a resolution. But with yeah. the whole theme of being of uh, perception of normal and uh, accepting of uh, what you are, I yeah. think it, it's 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 an ending that engages with the theme extremely well. Like his, I like I said before, his his biggest issue is that he can't accept what he is and what's happening to him. And mm. once he gets to that size and goes into I don't know like a new dimension or something, I don't know. He's like yeah. he it, it kind of. Uh, it kind of feels like a resolution that he's he's like, all right, this is this is who I am. This is what I am. This is my world. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's let go of those ties of masculinity of of all those things that were that were tying him down and making him feel bitter, and he's accepted everything. Which yeah, I, think no, came like, from I that. get that part, but I don't know. I just the whole part of like I don't know going into the new dimension part is just kind of. No, I like, hear you. It, it threw me for a loop as well. Like I read it and I was like, huh? Yeah, yeah it's just like it, it's. It, it was it's weird, like, basically. Yeah. My yeah, bizzle, like, like, what I was gonna like what I said in Utah, whoever, but what is going on? Is, 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 is he watching It's my TV. Did we uh, mention at the start of this that we're doing this from our homes because of yeah, home? We were, we were no, from, nah, we didn't mention it, but yeah, we all recorded from home uh, because of the pandemic, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got what was it? Road runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really used to believe that's the TV. He's got no, he's got no captive. <laughs> what do you think about this book? But um, yeah, for me, like I would propose that, uh, like all books can't end in a happy way, especially after like all that tragedy and whatnot. But for yeah. me, I would, I would, I would have at least proposed that. He makes it so he's trying to like reinte- reintegrate into into society. Like he, they find a cure, but maybe he doesn't go as tall as he was before. But like how he deals with his family after how he deals with his daughter and things like that. Like I would have tried to like reintegrate him, but obviously that yeah. I was. Be- I thought we would. He was gonna go back to some type of uh, livable height in terms of human society. That I thought we were gonna get there. And then once you get near to the end of the book, and that he's still short. Like he's short, he's still tiny. It's like uh, how we ended this. You know, yeah. Bonner man, I don't really care about him reintegrating. I I just cared about the fact, like, because I could, I sort of liked how in I Am Legend, where <laughs> um, it didn't kind of end with that sort of happy resolve of like him surviving or anything like that. Like he got pretty much killed. But with this, I just thought. Like it would have been again like that kind of thing where he kills his sort of main character, um, and then him like you know like the whole bit where he's looking up into the stars and he's like finally accepted everything. Um, After that, going through all of these trials, going through all of these things, and he's finally been like, "All right, cool. I guess this is like, like I going into like nothing now." Um, and then it, and then him going into nothing, and then 
kind of, I don't know, just I, I would have been happy if it, if you found a way to just end it there. Like mm. the whole thing of like, I am legend where um, he is the final, like proper human, not half vampire, not half anything, just like final human. And then he like kind of says like, I am legend. And then it ends like that. Like I thought that was really sick. So I yep. thought he was going to kind of do the same sort of thing. But then it was just like, it's just constantly just dividing and dividing and dividing. It's like, to how Because I guess like, I Am Legend was more of an epic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Russ, don't kill me, bro. (laughs) But I guess I Am Legend was more of a kind of epic story with this kind of um, conflict between man and and perceived evil. But Mm. obviously he becomes a legend at the end because he, he realizes he's killing this new society of, of the norm. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of similar themes between the book with the whole normal, uh, normalcy and isolation and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think I Am Legend was more set up for that kind of, nor like regular type of ending that really like hits you. Um, yeah. And the Shrinking Man, it, with its premise, wasn't. I don't. I, I don't know. But um, like I was fine with it, especially with how good the rest of the novel was. And like I said, I'm happy with how it engaged with the with the theme. Like I think it's a very good thematic ending. Were there any were there any characters in particular that stood out to you guys and why, what did you like about them or dislike? Uh Louise, the wife. Mm. But why? <laughs> uh like we said before, she um despite being in such a bizarre situation, she is there for Scott every step of the way, even if he thinks that she she thinks the lowest of him, which she definitely doesn't, which, uh, which you definitely find out near the end. Um, and being a woman in the 1950s where a lot of them, I, th- I think, were, like like you said before, like housewives and whatnot, they weren't the breadwinners or whatever. Yeah, very she, dependent on their husbands. T- yeah, she takes charge of the situation. She, she gets a job uh, when she yeah. can and uh, takes care of uh, the child, yeah. Beth, and Scott himself. Uh, she's like, she's such a rock in the book. I really, I really, really loved Louise. Like she was such a pleasant character, you know, which uh, Shark said when we were discussing this, uh, not in the podcast. And you really get to feel for her support when uh, we discussed before Scott meets that uh, other little person. And he's so, he's so lost that, uh, and he's so, uh, consumed by kind of lust and sexual desire that he goes back to his wife Louise and he's like I'm going to stay with her you don't understand like if you if you're in this situation I'd let you have this as well he basically asks yeah can I stay and have sex with this woman and Louise break like you you can be you can be kind of you can't really be sure if she's there in support until that moment when she breaks down in tears and you're like okay she was she's for sure been there for him and just wanted the best for him and now she's he's asking her to to break her own heart for his happiness, and she and she says, "Yeah, okay." She doesn't. She still it. stays after. It's crazy. And she's yeah. She goes to pick him up the yeah. next day. Yeah. Are you bro to have that kind of support? It's really yeah, in the nineteen fifties. Ride or die, bro. Louise yeah. for me, honestly, one of the most memorable memorable characters in in the media for me. Like, she made such an impact for me. What do you think Especially about with how, how, how get rid of a cat? 
No, nah, that's some bullshit. She was she was on some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Your man is barely an inch tall, and you and you let the cat run around. Like, nah, man, I need that cat. <laughs> oh, Bro, you need to sell her or something. Flip it up. Give him away to a family what do you member. Do? As a cat owner, as a yeah, cat, he cats as well. He no, nah, he wouldn't have been able to survive. It would have scared uh, who, the life out of him. Who me? Yeah, I would have run, bro. Heck, what the heck? No. You're scared of cats? No, no, no. What? Not scared. More like just don't touch That's me. Are you capping, bro? Uh, bro, I I don't like animals near me. You can I appreciate them. I appreciate them at distance. That's a humans only, baby. Yeah. I can't lie though. That's a... Uh, as a as a cat owner, a previous cat owner, rest in peace. Um, rest in I'll peace. say, uh, like I don't know. To be fair, getting rid of a cat ain't that easy, man. No, it's not easy, easy. But like that's like these are the re- realities of it's the situation. You are now in mortal danger, bro. We would have to come to some sort of negotiation. Like what? Maybe the maybe the cat like maybe the cat roams around the house and the guy chills in one room. The cat can run about in the yard. The little guy can chill in the thing. He'll have his food brought to him. Like, what more do you want? What's he gonna do? So you, so you, you didn't imprison him. Absolutely. Well, the cat freedom. Better wanted to put him in the cellar from the beginning. So. I'll yeah, imprison that's... him with like one of those like I'll make those small like hivers jackets just so we can know that this guy's about. <laughs> <laughs> What are we going to do for the guy? You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, you've lost that, it. Everything I, I hope, can come I hope to if him. you shrink, your caretaker is nothing like I'm you. Dying. Yeah, look, what, what would you provide? Man said, man said I'll put a high-vis jacket. So what you guys are telling me is, what you guys are telling me is, you just let the guy walk about willy nilly. No, house. the cat wouldn't be there, bro. The cat, wouldn't, the cat no, would have to go, bro. No, I'm saying, okay, I'm saying, chuck the cat out, right? So the guy just mm-hmm. casually walks about the house. Like there's yeah, no. Spiders. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? Oh, as in like he's he's walking around the house with other dangers. Yeah, yeah like you I'm, mentioned I'm, spiders. Why would he? Why would you put a high vis jacket on him to make him better prey for him? Like, who's <laughs> I must say, hey, I'll get that chicken. He's right there. <laughs> I always oh, hated my husband. No, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, just so like I could see him if I'm ever walking to like the kitchen to grab something to eat, and he's just you know what I mean about on the floor. I'm saying day to day life kind of thing, living with a small person. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I don't know what I'd do in this situation, but yeah, imagine you have so to live bizarre. with that person. You, you I have his jacket. I don't know. How do you, <laughs> you're hey, I'm, I'm gonna make a book cover. I'm gonna make a book cover that's got him with his jacket. <laughs> Speaking of book covers, the book cover for this book is really good. Uh, the classic mm. book cover. I don't know if you guys seen it, but it's him like cowering in a corner, and it, there's this big spider like uh, yeah, right over him. It's one of the best I've seen, to be honest. I really he's got it. he's got the um he's on the matchbox right, I think so yeah. On the pack of matches yeah with the with and you the, can um, see the spider's eyes I think with the needle oh. yeah 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 oh yeah yeah that's what you that's what you. My one I've got the physical copy and it's like it, it pales in comparison. Like it's a it's a bottom up uh, perspective of like the shelf, the fridge, and another shelf I think with a shine mm-hmm. like on top of one of them. I used to envy I used to envy Ant Man before reading this. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys yeah, want to move on to another one of the themes? Yeah. Like, in terms of characters, uh, just quickly, 
Yeah, I think Luis is definitely the most like supportive character and stuff. But yeah, just interesting. He, him himself, just like the way he thinks from start to finish is just evolving. But you're you're also seeing him like being a bit of a waste man. Like you're like, wow, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? But trying to trying to think of that, but you're not really really able to ever appreciate the situation without not being in it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing, and the way he's been written from start to finish by Matheson is just uh, incredible writing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because uh... the the book itself is called The Incredible Shrinking Man. So yeah, it's not just the Shrinking Man. I mean that that's the that's the movie title. The book itself is just okay. called The Shrinking Man. Okay, I'm tripping. Trying to mislead our readers, but our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Was there a film then? Did you watch it? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. But I know there was. There's been like two or three films of it. Yeah, One of them Incredible Shrinking Man and Incredible Shrinking Woman as well. For real? That yeah, and, sequel. <laughs> yeah, and and there's a comic book as well. They made like two years ago. Two years ago. Actually, five years ago. Yeah. I am topical. God damn. Hmm. But, um, yeah, like, if we want to explore Scott's character more, I think we should kind of move on to some the more themes. themes. Like we talked a lot about masculinity um, yeah. with the whole loneliness thing. Um, I've, got, I've got some uh, thoughts on that. Yeah, let me go ahead. Like you, uh, I've been giving it to you guys so much. Let me go ahead first because I've been, I've been giving it to you guys from the start. Every yeah, time. You've, been, you've been strangely quiet. No interruptions. Listen, man, it's got a good host. But uh, yeah, loneliness is a big, big thing. That's uh, that's that's similar to the I mentioned book as well. In that he's the only person dealing with this situation by himself, and yep. he's, he's he's not really interacting with anyone outside of that for a long time. And even like in periods where, like, there's another thing where uh, we were mentioning Louise's character earlier. I feel like she lost him and didn't. I don't know if she looked enough to find him when he got lost into the in the cellar, and. Like, I don't feel like they were careful enough. And it's just crazy how you see everything from his point of view, like with him shrinking, like he sees the spider when he was bigger and then he sees how the spider's increasing in size as he's decreasing in size. And you feel like a real sense of dread with that loneliness because loneliness by itself is it's okay. But then when you're like lonely and you're shrinking at that rate, like it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, there's a danger added. Hmm. Uh, imagine like dealing with that and you're you're like hoping that one day you're gonna like come back to normal size but probably deep down he knows that it's, it's gonna continue stop like continue like non, non-stop uh, yeah. the, it really it was, it was, really isolates that loneliness in, in a, a ridiculous way in terms of the writing in 200 pages it's like it's mad it, it's a it's a it's a really well done way of of exploring a character like you see with the, the loneliness leads into this idea of sexual desire and how important it is. Like, Carrie really loses himself in that. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, hear, I couldn't hear anything in the, in the background. I thought maybe it was an interruption. No, we were listening. <laughs> <laughs> My man hasn't heard a cartoon song in a minute. <laughs> no, like everything went silent. Like I couldn't even hear static. But um, Mad. yeah, like he back to the back to the point. Like he. He starts lusting after this this child that, that, that the sixteen year old girl that uh, is looking after his daughter while Louise is away at work, and he just gets deeper and deeper into this awful desire for this kid. Uh, starts like being a what do, what do they call that peeping Tom? Like starts looking in at her after she takes a shower and whatnot. Like it's, it's really disgusting. 
and when he gets like the dread I felt when he got caught, like I wanted to know what Louise. I don't think we ever got we ever got it, but I wanted to know what Louise thought of uh, of that whole thing. Like finding out your husband was was uh, peeping at a at a sixteen year old girl naked. Like uh, very mad. That was creepy as so. That was that was really disgusting, and it really showed the despair. Not to excuse uh, his actions, but it really destroyed. Uh, uh, it really showed the despair and uh, the the extent of the loneliness he was feeling. Yeah, and yeah, it was it was really it was a really disturbing part for me. Um, Matheson, I think he really likes this uh, this theme. Like you see, uh, I can't remember his Robert Neville, the main character of I Am Legend. You see him struggling with uh, sexual <laughs> desire with some of the female vampires. Oh, <laughs> So uh, yeah, it was it was, it was very interesting like to read about. That kind of guy in real life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he's talking about. Damn, we get freak at that point. <laughs> now, I'm just saying, like the author, like I'm just saying, it's kind of crazy how like both books that's kind of been like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of sucks, you know. Just It'll be interesting to get an interview with him and or if there's like a, a biography of his that someone like properly told that would be interesting. Yeah. Who? What? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He came with intro music. No, 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 no. No, because no, I thought said let's get like an interview with him. Fight. And I was like, bro, he's dead. Yeah, no. For sure. It's yeah. like WWE entrance music. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we had like the same power to get. No, it's not, it, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't that that I was that I was baffed about. It was the way you said it. Man came in and said, "Who?" With that entrance music, man, it was like about to summon him. <laughs> but yeah, back back on the let's let's reel it back in. I wanted to talk about um, kind of going back to to masculinity and and otherness. Um, I think one of the worst parts of the book in terms of like. Uh, how how dreadful it was was the uh, at one point Scott's like driving on the road and his car breaks down and he like hitches a ride with this with this uh, with this kind of I can't remember if he was old but with this uh, with this man and the guy turns out to be a child molester. How did you guys feel uh, about that? And he's really creepy the way he talks as well. Oh, oh the nice. way he talks is like nice. so strange. Ah. And like it, it makes you cringy. You get like a chill down your spine. Imagine like some yeah. child had to deal with that. Like it's crazy. Like he puts his hand on on Scott's <laughs> thigh it? repeatedly, and yeah. Scott obviously is it was an was a grown adult man, and now he doesn't have the power to fight back. He doesn't have yeah. the authority. Uh, mm. It's just a, it's an even further extension, pro- probably even scarier uh, extension of the loss of power and authority he felt with his wife and, ch- and child. Uh, mm. Now he's being taken advantage of by someone who can, who probably could never have done it before. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who wants to do it in an even more sinister and vile manner? Like it was so disturbing. I thought it was uh, maybe the most chilling part of the book. Yeah, it kind of puts you into that position of like how obviously a young girl would feel yeah. being powerless. Girl, like like that. That's a young girl. I, I mean, mean, that was te- that was showing any gender there, sharks. Yeah, but whoever I'm saying. Like, <laughs> younger than him, yeah. Being sort of in that in that position of like being taken advantage of because you have no power mm. to kind of go against it. Like I said um, at the beginning of this, for a lot of guys, I think this will hit very hard because 
I know it's a lot of a lot of guys don't don't think about these situations as things like that could ever happen to them, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they probably so easily dismiss these things happening to women. But yeah. Madison really yeah. like has this empathy for for people and what they go mm-hmm. through, and, and shows that this 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 is all relatable to all of us yeah, through these yeah. kind of fantastical situations. There's also the situation where there's there's boys that think he's a child as well, and then mm, I was going to get into that. Yeah, I mean, you can go ahead and talk about it. No, no, no you go on. I was just, I was just mentioning that. Like, yeah, I think as kids that grew up in the West or any other any other country, you see that a lot of kids are, are bully, like idiots. <laughs> there's a lot of asshole <laughs> children walking around. <laughs> you know, that was straight, like the, all those Disney films where the bully puts their hand on the locker and be like, hey, what you got for me? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we doing for lunch today, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, it's just like he, he, he kind of describes that in detail as well. And it's like, it's so strange that a man has to experience that. And then the kids start bullying him further because they realize that he's not a child anymore. He's not, he's not a child, he's the shrinking man that they read about in the newspaper, so he's a freak. Like, it's, it's crazy. I've been saying crazy a lot, but yeah, that's, that's the way I read it. <laughs> yeah, now the, the otherness that comes about from Scott feeling further and further from society because of obviously how crazy the situation is. Uh, it's it's very uncomfortable. Again, like this this horror novel is really maybe it's not trying to like as a book couldn't, but maybe it's not trying to scare you in that kind of traditional way, but it's trying to scare you in that kind of uh, dread and fear of the things that you think are normal, the things that should be working the way they are, suddenly being turned on the head in scary and almost violent manners at times. Mm, agreed. Agreed. Just to wrap things up a bit, because the time has run out, I think. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's just go with the overall thoughts. Uh, Massey being, I think, my, maybe the quietest of a bunch of us. So, uh, what are your overall thoughts of the book, and would you recommend it to people? And would you say it's something that you like go back to read, or is it a, a top five in your history of uh, books? That's a loaded question, man. Just that is a top five, yeah. top three, top two. Whoa, there was a sorry, I, I was also muted there. Um, there's a lot to di- digest there. Whoa, I feel like I have to shout. Um, what's <laughs> what's the first question? I just what do I think overall. Overall, yeah. um, overall, I really liked it, even like the ending, I didn't question it too much, mm. to be honest, and I really enjoyed the the themes that it explored and the way in which it did it and i think it's such an interesting um set of circumstances but it works so well you know i remember like when um when it was first recommended to me by kamal it sounded a bit it sounded interesting but it also sounded a bit like oh how's that gonna work yeah a bit bit yeah 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 and i was like you know what um yeah, let me give it a try, and um, I'm quite happy to say that I did. <laughs> Sorry, someone called me. Uh, what's what's the next question? Uh, <laughs> I've got one for you. What would you, what would you rate the book? Seems like it's fine. Back. What would I rate the book? Out of ten or out of five? Uh, <laughs> out, 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 out of ten. Yeah, Matt seems like Matt, Matt seems like he's fine inspired to every question. <laughs> <laughs> He's just holding a different world back at bay. Bro, 
But actually, I, actually, Mass, out of out of five, I think a five scale is better. Five stars are like five points. What's the difference? <laughs> what? There's a big oh. difference, bro. <laughs> it's a five point scale. Yeah, exactly. That's... So if it's stars or points, what's the difference? <laughs> what about books? It's five books. <laughs> um, do you mean oh if you if you do points you can't say 4.5 I'm just joking my boy I'm just playing mm-hmm. man lord mm-hmm. have mercy right 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 4.7 I'd give it jeez I don't know why it's not 5 <laughs> or 4 but 4.7 just seems like the number that fits mm-hmm. the best so yeah 4.7 so it's a recommend from you yeah, this review wasn't paid for, like, the Last of Us reviews. I'm joking. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that when I was saying that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, you, man. Sharks? What about it in general? Or... Oh. Uh, Master, meet your mic, mate. All right. <laughs> You're killing us, mate. Master, he's got a whole Jumanji thing going on in the background. <laughs> um... But now, overall, um, I thought it was a very, very solid book. Um, despite the ending, I thought the whole way that, like, he was able to bring the readers into the whole, like, uh, emasculation, pride, um, all of that aspect of the character. Because even I was like, even though I'm not in, like, a relationship or whatever, but I was like, if I like, how would I feel if being in that position of like not being sort of like I guess the provider or being in that like proper like I don't know father role and having that all kind of like diminishing over time um and then yet still having to continue and like act like as if everything is normal and it isn't um which I found was a very I don't know interesting concept uh yeah I think I've Oh, five. I'll give this thing uh, a solid so four. Thing. <laughs> I'll give this book a four. Four point one. Mm, okay. Why not? Four point. Okay. Shark doesn't give uh, nines or tens or fives. No, I, 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 give, I give nines, but not tens. Oh, you give nines? Okay. Huh? Nah, not five fives either. Uh-huh. It's out of five, I can't give a five, you know what I mean? It's how it works. Well, hold on. So fives are impossible to you, so where, where is it that you cut he, off? He's basically off? using a four-point scale. What I'm saying is, <laughs> this could have... <laughs> this could have been... This could have been a five if I liked the ending. Yeah. Would you give yeah. I Am Legend a five? Huh? Nah. Would you... Uh, no. I why not? What? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's... guy's... <laughs> That sounds so insincere. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is killing me, man. Hey, I'm on mute, man. Well, so you wouldn't give I Am Legend of Five shots? No, I wouldn't. I don't even know why I gave it in the, in the book fair. I'm not giving it. I think you're just nine. talking, to be honest. <laughs> just no, nah, but um, Come on. I I forgot what I forgot what the reasons were that made me exactly. You're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I said I forget why I wouldn't give it a five, but I know I wouldn't give it a five. If you want to refer back to the episode, oh man, look at this guy! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I can. Alright, Mo. 
I hate the five-star scale because five-point scale, even Andrew. I hate that scale because I, I feel like there's not enough points for that. But if you're going in decimals, I guess probably like I'll, I'll just give it. A, I'll just give it a round four because ending I just didn't like. Mm. I mean, I think a five-point scale is better just because when you get a ten-point scale, you you really never use the one to the one to five or the one to four at least. I've noticed. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Yeah, there was that yeah. one book that we read that had that was like yeah. a phone book, and I think that was that was a zero point one. No, there's one book Lord about abortion or something. I don't know. Woman's yeah, that's abortion. the one. That's the one actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah describing yeah. like an ocean or something. I remember, but yeah, yeah. yeah that was disgusting. But what yeah, more was okay. that? Was that your your closing thoughts? Just the points? No, no. It's a, you, know, you asked me about the points, but. Uh, in terms of, yeah, my overall thoughts, I, I think I've done enough uh, talking throughout the episode in terms of what I think about it. I think it's a fantastic book uh, in terms of the way it's written and how succinct the writing is while still giving you a lot of detail and description. I think it's a great piece of writing and that's what I always like to see. And for me, the ending, it doesn't, uh, doesn't detract from the book or anything like that. So, yeah, a very, very good overall book and I would definitely recommend anyone to read it. Mm. Yeah, uh, I heavily recommend it. I guess it's me left. Uh, I would give it a, I would give it a five for sure. Um, I think five out of <laughs> five out of five. Uh, I think not to say that I think it's a perfect book for me. A perfect score just means that any negatives or detractions weren't enough of a detraction for me to consider them a sore point. So. I really enjoyed the exploration of themes, the exploration of characters. I think you get to know a lot about Scott Carey um, and his situation, how he, how, uh, he deals with everything. I think you really get to know him very well. I think it's an exciting novel as well. It's got the action there for you. I think it's a, it can be a horrific novel at times. It really gets a wide range of emotions and themes, and I think it will hit you hard. Um, even though masculinity is a big thing, a big theme, it will hit you hard, whatever gender. Um, and yeah, like, like. And did you I say that for you, this wasn't a perfect book? Yeah, like uh, there's nothing is perfect. You, there's no so, such thing so, as perfect. So why is that five? Shucks, you clearly weren't listening to me because <laughs> I said that I give perfect scores if I think the negatives weren't enough to deter me, like. Um, nah, if say I didn't like the prose of this novel to be honest it'd be unreadable for me but for that example <laughs> if I didn't like the prose um, I would obviously give it like a 3 or a 4 even if I like the themes I like the characters or whatever but the things that I didn't like and I, I honestly couldn't name them for you um, things I didn't like weren't a big enough issue for me to go oh yeah that's a 4 or 4.5 like it, it wasn't good enough here um like I said, I have a different perspective on the ending, even though it didn't really punch me in the same way that I Am Legends did. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a five from Kamal. Really enjoyed the Okay, okay thanks for the third-person perspective there. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, just wrap it up <laughs> I just want to wrap it up here, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us here in the, in the lockdown. All of us are recording from home. Hopefully, in the next yep. one, we'll, we'll, it, well, we don't plan on, I don't plan on going to the studio anytime soon anyway, because I just, I just same, yeah, same, same. I ain't I'm not soon. going anywhere. I don't need to go. 
Yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah, try and record an, another session like this in two weeks' time with another topic hopefully. And I'll uh, just yeah, just from there by myself. I just want to say a couple of things uh, relating to the initial topic we talked about for mm-hmm. political climate and whatnot. People, yes, you should yeah. definitely be looking up stuff um, on Black Wall Street. This is all U.S. related stuff on Black people, but yeah, the Black Wall Street or the Tulsa race riots. Um, uh, mm. People, that, people like uh, John Crawford III, Orlando Castile. Um, obviously, we kn- we know about George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor. Like, do your research. Do watch Thirteenth on Netflix. I will show you a lot about Bro, the U.S. prison system and and whatnot. Like, you need to be really. Uh, informed about these things and really know what's happening because you definitely won't be silent um, once 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 you see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give them a go. And uh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Just once again, I would like to say, please educate yourselves and learn as much as you can on, on, on what's going on during this time. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that there there's some change that we're seeing, you know. Mm. Silent petitions, yo, they free. Yeah, fully, fully signed. Yeah, don't, don't take do long either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, we'll leave you on that. Stay safe out there. Stay washing mm. your hands. And uh, yeah, in two weeks' time, we'll be back with another episode. But yeah, I'll leave you on this note. Just imagine a guy with a high vis jacket getting chased around the house by a cat. It's also a fan <laughs> uh, Black Widow spider. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Paper Trolls podcast by the Inspire Boys. We'll catch you in two weeks. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Paper Trails podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review, comment, like, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us on all our socials. Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.